Well, you guys were marked. On the Tuesday episode of the podcast, Wesley and I went to go talk about contracts. And it ended up taking us like 30 minutes and would have made the Tuesday episode of the show entirely too long. So I decided to cut it out and release it today, Sunday. So you guys get an extra bonus episode. Doesn't really change anything. It's just a quick roster update. We'll see you on Tuesday. Okay. So this is one I legitimately don't want to talk about at all. I just think it's something people need to like prepare themselves for and think about. So the fan base had a not-so-great reaction to Dougie signing with the Devils to, to get his bag. Like, he literally did it to get his bag. So whatever. I'm 100% okay with it. It's his life. He can live it. He wants his money. But in the next few years here, we're going to have a contract come up for very valuable players that redeveloped, like 100% drafted and developed. And, you know, every one of them is not going to stay with us. We're going to lose a player because they want to be paid and we either won't have the cap space or we just don't see them at that value. And I don't know how people are going to respond if we lose an Ajo or a Slavin or a Pesci because they took the bag. And, you know, it's going to be a bunch of whether or not loyals why can they take a home down deal, which is very rare, by the way. It is so incredibly rare for a player or a player to really take a hometown deal. And it's, so that's kind of wonder, something we're going to have to face. It's funny you brought that up because that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. They did a really short morning after on Sunday, uh, most mostly because they're actual sports people and not hockey people, which it's not a dig either. Like, I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah, no, it's just like the Sunday football. I can promise you Adam Gold is not talking about Kate's Arizona today, (laughs) spending a lot of time talking about football. So I get it. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. But he made a really good point about, you know, it's interesting. How do you say – so he, he talked about the core. I think his core was um, it was it was Fetch, Natchez, Aho, Kakanyemi, Jarvis, and then he threw Ethan Bear oh. in that mix. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The long twenty-four the young and stars. Yeah, and then he uh, and then you know um, how do you? What's his name? Slavin's not very old. Um, by the way, I have a fun thing that I'm doing, which led me into a like research rabbit hole. There's a very real chance that – let me knock on some wood. There's a very real chance that Jacob Slavin ends up with the most games played in Carolina Hurricanes history. I um, He ends up like near 800 games played. If he just finishes out his deal. So, oh wow! And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Is I'm gonna let me pull it cap friendly. You don't want to read too much into any of this. It changes so quickly. But um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here, right? So for forward, you have Aho for three more years. He's UFA. I wonder with Aho. I wonder if they couldn't keep him for like eight and a half is not a lot of money. Like he could have gotten more than that. 
The interesting part is, as much as I just said, uh, it's rare to get a hometown deal. Svetch's deal is a hometown deal. And, and we have a ton of them, by the way. That's why I wanted to bring this up. So you get Andre, his cap hits at 7.75. You've obviously got him for the long run. Uh, Kiki's your first RFA. Everything I've read says three and a half at four or over four for him. That's basically done. That seems good, right? Honestly, I think we could get a deal on Kiki just because of Ajo and Teravainen. Like, they hang out all the time. They literally drive him to practices. Like, Teravainen will drive him to the game. Ajo will take him home. He eats almost every night with Ajo and his girlfriend. He hangs at his house all the time. They're in their sauna. That's a whole different finish thing, but still. Yeah. I, I think no matter what, you have to keep Ajo. By the way, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I think you 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 get you get Cock and Yemi at a good deal. You get two more years of Jordan Stahl. There is a world, and it's a spooky world, where when this three-year window is done, there's no Stahl, and there's no Martinook. And your culture is in a weird place. You're going to learn a lot about. You've given a lot of guys a lot of credit. I just realized that Flavin has three or four years left, not three. Yeah, he's going to. Interesting. Anyway, I got ahead of myself. Sorry. So, Tavo, you've got on a really good deal for another three years. I don't know. I, I don't have a read on Tavo as a person. Um, hopefully he'd like to stay. He is worth, obviously, a lot more than 5.4. Nino, he appears um, on his way out, no matter what. The the goal for me is that Nino comes back, continues to show that he's a a really complete hockey player. And if we can keep him, I don't even know if you just – you can't, right? Because there's too many kids. But hopefully he has that number. Yeah. And hopefully he puts himself in a place where he can either – he can kind of choose, right? Go get the bag or um, to, to to be on contenders forever and just kind of move around. Another interesting one is Trocek. He is another guy in a place where does he want to get paid one last time? And I've seen a lot of, oh, well, Trocek might leave, and what do you do? If I'm Trocek, or, or my pitch to Trocek would be, look, we're going to pay you. You could probably keep paying him at, you know, he makes 4.7 right now. Probably pay him around five and a half, right? It's not crazy. Maybe a bit of an overpay, but you can sell him too. I'm like, hey, you're 28 years old. You're not going to be an NHL center for the rest of your career. You'll hang out here, and as that slide comes, we have more center depth than we know what to do with. You know, just quietly slide to the right, and everything will be great. So, Which I think we can – we have a, a very good argument for that. Not to mention, I mean, it, realistically, you'll never know what these people really think about our market just because, like, they're not going to openly come out. And be like, yeah, Rowe's kind of a shit place. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, everybody it, plays for the best fans. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it, 
It, it really does appear that, like, I mean, Marnik really does like it. Like, that's 100% guaranteed at this point. And it really seems like Trocek really likes it here, too. And I don't just mean, like, the hockey team. I mean, like, he likes the area. Yeah. Then you got two more years of Jesper. Um, you got two more years of him at two mil. That's that's a he's good, obviously, but that's a that's a guy who probably moved on. Um, Derek Stepan. I have been very impressed. Something I've noticed is Derek Stepan is so active on the bench, talking to the young guys. I don't. I think he is purely looking for the ring. I don't know if he will stay around forever and ever, but if you could re-up him, he makes 1.3. You could re-up him at 1.3, keep him on the fourth line. I, I think Martinuk outside of yesterday has looked better. He does not want to play center. And having this very good, solid yeah. fourth line center has been been helpful. Um, Seth Jarvis is in an RFA until 24-25. Natchez is going to be your first. Natchez is part of the reason that Niederreiter is gone, right? Yeah. Um, and then Lorenz is an RFA. You know, he probably stays on a one- or two-year deal. And then we move to the defense. Jacob Slavin, um, 5.3. You've got him to 25-26. Who knows? what he looks like four years from now, be 32, 33. I think the the nice thing about Slavin is he'll always be able to give you incredible PK minutes. And he, he seems to have a game that will age, will be able to give you the same terrific 20 minutes he can give every, like really, really good 20 minutes he can give every night. I don't know. You know, um, it, it's just so hard to tell. But could he potentially, um, you know, be bumped? Like, he's the kind of guy who'd get bumped to the second pairing, and, you know, it's all for the glory of God, right? So he, he wouldn't care. <laughs> and uh, so keep this is, like, kind of independent of everything we talked about. But Jacob Slavin may end up your all-time leader in games played for the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a vic- When this deal is done, he'll be second all-time. He'll be about 100 games behind Eric. Just, just let me, something for the radar. Let me put it like this: that uh, if Jacob Slavin finishes his career with us and maintains his level of play for the next, like, I don't know, four or five seasons, which isn't a guarantee, don't get me wrong, but if he does that, hundred percent, seventy four is gonna be hanging in the rafters. Then you, then you get Brady Shea. This may be the worst contract that we have, um, which speaks to. Um, we really don't have any bad deals. Um, the Nino deal, he, that's a bit of an overpay, um, but he's a UFA. And then Shay, bit of an overpay, right? If you were paying him three and a half, four, that feels pretty good. <laughs> but a little bit of an overpay, that happens. Um, you've got him until 24, 25. Pesci only makes four. I think if there's a guy in this group who could potentially bolt and get paid I think it's him New York guy um, upstate I believe but don't quote me on that Terryville um, 
But that he is, is a guy who strikes me. He strikes me as a guy who would like to go. He would be your big piece coming out of a rebuild. Where you you know like uh, what's a team? I don't even like he not. And when I say coming out of re, rebuild, do you remember when we traded for Dougie and it was like, and now we're a real team? Like yeah. now we're a legitimate like like Brett Pesci is a guy you could sign like the Ducks could sign in two or three years, and they go from, you know, interesting prospect list, kids, you know, and get flat chasing milestones, and they it's like, oh, okay, now you're a real team. And then uh, Ian Cole you've got for one year, 2.9. He's looked good. Um, I don't think he comes back. He It was always a slight overpay at 2.9, but you needed to bring a guy like him in. Bringing a guy like him in helps everybody else. There's a part of his game – you know, hashtag winning and all the intangibles and bullshit that you, you want around your guys. So then he, you get Bear and D'Angelo, 24 and 26, respectively, both RFAs next year. I don't know. I don't know what keeping Ethan Bear would look like. And I don't know if realistically, I don't know what you can do with Tony D'Angelo. I, I don't know. I have no read on that. And we'll, we'll get a better idea as we get closer to the end of the year. But part of me, the dream for us, again, is that you can give him, uh, what is he, 26? Give him a four-year, full no trade, three and a half, four? And just be like, look, this is who you're playing with. Everything's going to be great. You're insulated here. You know, you're not going to have to deal. Because one of the things, one of the strong selling points for you as a, as a team, right, is that you, if you're Tony D'Angelo, you've already signed here. And what I mean by that is everywhere he signs for the rest of his career, if it's a new team, they're going to want to know about the past. Yep. Right. And he's going to get grilled. And you've already done that here. It's like meeting somebody's parents. Every time you have a new girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, you have to meet a new set of parents, which is fucking awful, right? So I, I can tell you, this is not like Colin can confirm this. There have definitely been girls in my life who probably would have been cut free in September, but weren't cut free until like February because I was not going to meet parents during the holidays. <laughs> right. Anyway. So that, that's a selling point for you. The, hopefully things continue to go well, right? The thing, the thing, and this is where fans have a real criticism and skepticism with Tony D'Angelo. You are one bullshit ass bullshit away. You know, all somebody has to do is chant, let's go, Brandon, Adam, and he like just passing and he like chuckles. He's like, yeah, let's go. And then it's, and then we're fucking in it, right? Oh my God. Then, then Please. You're, and it would be totally harmless from his perspective, but then you get the history in and the whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know about the, either of them. I really don't. And then Brendan Smith, I don't. I don't know if I'd be frustrated if I was him, but I haven't played yet. So yeah, I don't know. I don't disagree with that. But I, I think, think he's a ring. A lot of these Rangers guys, what you've seen is that they came so close in, what was it, 24? 
I think 2014 is when I lost to the Kings, and I had a couple more runs. What you, a lot of these Rangers guys who were in that era of Rangers, you, to me, a lot of these guys are cups. Like, cups, 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 cups. That's what they want, because they were fucking close. So, and then goaltending, I don't know how to predict goaltending. I can tell you I feel pretty good at two years of Freddie Anderson right now. So I'll yeah, that I, I didn't realize he had a modified no trade either until literally right now. I think we got a bit of a of a. I think there were a couple teams talking to him. I've read that in a couple places. Sure, and I think that we, I think we saved. I think we gave him the year. I think we cut a little bit on the money per, and we threw him the no trade, and that was enough to to get that all put together. I think I actually so, think Colorado was very interested. Yeah, I don't remember so where from, I read that. I I remember seeing that too, but from what I saw, what it was is like free agency opened. We we signed him a contract, and everyone else was like, oh, we'll get back to you by the end of the day. So we apparently slid him an even better, like a more friendly to him contract. I was like, listen, what do you want to do here? And that's why, like, we had Freddie Anderson sign within like an hour, an hour and a half free agency opening. Yeah, that's awesome. I, so, yeah, the future's bright. Until it's not, right? That's really part of the gimmick of sports. Is everything well, looks great, and then you don't want to talk about Jake Ono? What are we doing? Come on. I feel bad for Jake. <laughs> I really do. I I hope I hope this back surgery comes. I hope he can kind of put it together next year. We do not have space for him here anymore, realistically. But you know that guy. That guy went a long way. To me, he's kind of the first. Um, one of the things I think we do a great job of here is you're just it's not the same, right? And like it, it is playing in Toronto or Montreal or whatever. That things are just you get to go to the grocery store, right? That's a real thing. You get to go to the grocery store. I think Freddie Anderson was doing an interview, and he's like, yeah, it's nice to just go to the grocery store and people aren't pissed off that, like, hey, actually, you know, you were in the wrong angle to cross the crease to stop X goal. Yeah. It's not going to happen here. I also thought it was like a podcast or something he was talking about. He was like, it's nice to just be able to, like, walk down the street here. Like, you get recognized, but no one's, like, berating you. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we talked about all offseason. So, to me, so he came here for, what, four, four and a half with with a no trade? I think it's 4.5. 4.05, like, whoa. Yeah. He was kind of the beginning, and it sucks that it hasn't, like, gone well for him. Um, I thought he was playing. He did not have a great first year. I thought a lot of the COVID year, part two, he looked good. Like, he looked like he was getting better, and his back flared up again, and he can't skate. And that's a real issue. You need to be able to skate in the NHL. I don't know what to do with him. Hopefully it pans out for him. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.